um, your statement saying that uh, uh, you welcome and are glad that the High Court has not only dismissed the case, but that it opens uh, the way for you to continue with pending disciplinary action. Is this correct? Thank you very much for the platform and the opportunity, uh, Ms. Makwetla. Uh, we see it as a welcome development uh, in the uh, right direction. And, uh, of course, uh, we, he- we have uh, issued a statement where we not only note but uh, welcome this judgment. We feel as SARS that uh, this vindicates that the investigation and disciplinary action was fair and lawful. And this is what was at the heart of the contestation in court. And of course, it's very important for us, for South Africans, to note that SARS is dictated to and abides by the laws of this country, which are embedded in the constitutional ideals and principles. And every conduct, including that of the commissioner, must be grounded and aligned to that. And we respect the law. We provided and left Mr. Floxington, who is one of our colleagues, to follow the dictates of his conscience. Of his conscience. And he took us to court and the judgment has been made today. It's a very significant development because the whole hostage drama has been portrayed and depicted in a light that dents and damages the uh, integrity and reputation of a very important organization in the country. And uh, we have been uh, cleared that, no, we are acting within the law. And uh, as you have rightly pointed out, uh, SARS will proceed with an independent, and it's very important to emphasize that, an independent investigation and a disciplinary process. And unfortunately, we do not wish to get into the details thereof because this is a matter between SARS and its employees whose, who, whose right must be uh, uh, respected. But uh, we can assure South Africans that uh, it will be a fair and lawful uh, uh, All right. So let's talk about the reputa- reputational damage that you speak of. In what way has this incident uh, marred the reputation of SARS? But also, can you talk about, um, uh, according to your statement, you, you, you appeal for uh, fair and accurate report- reportage, and you also uh, speak out about blatant res- misrepresentation of facts uh, by the media. What are you referring to? Well, the first thing that I need to uh, bring our attention to, uh, uh, Ms. Makwetla, is that uh, our concern arises from the fact that SARS, a revenue collector that is regarded as one of the best in the world, right, is indispensable to the national fiscus. And uh, it's a backbone, so to speak. And if you imagine about it, uh, you realize that 17 million people uh, who are disadvantaged because of uh, the historical legacy in this country depend on the money that is collected by SARS, contributed by uh, upright and moral citizens. Now, if we have a, a, a media narrative that begins to uh, depict and project the SARS as an institution as uh, having perhaps a commissioner who does as he pleases willy-nilly and uh, is involved in mysterious and clandestine agendas to uh, uh, blemish the integrity of, uh, for instance, the former uh, finance minister and victimizes 
uh, his own employees. For instance, Mr. Flock has been with the organization for over 20 years. It becomes problematic, and the result may be that some people may feel that, no, we cannot afford to continue paying our taxes. And the South Africans are amongst the most compliant people in the world when it comes to taxation. So this is where our concern comes from, and we wish to appeal again to the media that, uh, please, we understand that we live in the age of the super uh, information highway, but we need to be factual, we need to be correct, we need to be truthful, we need to verify details. I mean, it's interesting because I was in court this morning and there were less than two journalists and uh, there wasn't a, a, a sensation and uh, the presence of glaring uh, camera lights because uh, this is a hostage drama and what have you. So this is what we are referring to, that mm-hmm. no, we need to be uh, very careful in how we deal with Allow the me then to if, come in there. Mr. Memela, because uh, you obviously raised this in light of um, the allegations uh, by uh, Mr. Symington of being victimized as a political whistleblower. But as per your statement, you also say SARS wishes to reiterate that the commissioner did not lay charges against former finance minister Pravin Gordon, and thus uh, victimized Mr. Symington. You've just mentioned that. But the the reports of, that maybe seem to besmirch the reputation of SARS and its officials do not necessarily only come from Mr. Symington. We've seen um, a reports which are part of the public discourse at the moment in a developing story about the so-called rogue unit at SARS, which has to do with KPMG. But what I'm saying is it's in the the public discourse and people cannot be prevented from speaking about it and therefore Mr. Symington alone cannot be the source of this uh, reports. I agree with you entirely. I mean like one of the uh, constitutional principles of this land is freedom of expression and the right to participate in national discourse. Now it's problematic when the uh, information, knowledge, and facts presented by the media are in doubt. For instance, I listened to the interview with the CEO of KPMG. And of course, the media has created an impression that KPMG withdraws the report in its entirety, and that is factually inaccurate. And you find that the discourse, the debates are around that KPMG has made it very clear that what they report or what, what they withdraw is just their conclusions, findings, and recommendations. But this, the, the facts that are in the report, which the media portrays as cut and paste, are stubborn things, are correct, are moral, and the, uh, this is what, for instance, the commissioner is perceived or projected as mm. clinging onto. So it becomes complex and problematic. And Can I ask you this question, to appeal though? To the media that be careful how you report because you are denting a very indispensable organization. Can I ask this question, though, in terms of you saying, you know, we, we need to be clear about the fact that KPMG was only um, extracting its findings and conclusions, but the facts remain the same. But does one arrive at facts and conclusions in a vacuum? Does one not refer to the facts, therefore, all being intertwined and perhaps even calling into question what may be put down as facts. 
Of course, uh, Ms. Mokweta, what people overlook is the fact that a, 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 a senior counsel, Sikakani, was the first who was tasked with the task, with the responsibility of looking into this matter. The former finance minister, uh, Mr. Nene, was the second who tasked a retired judge to look into the matter. And then, of course, uh, uh, those facts, are, are, are unchangeable and then when the commissioner came and he's not the one for instance who initiated this all that he did when he arrived in the office as the new uh, commissioner of SARS was to find this report and what confronted him was what does he do with it he would have been found wanting if he put it under the table so he decided that the best way to go forward is for us to take all the information that has been uh, collated and collected by the Sikakane and the uh, Kruon and present it to uh, KPMG for forensic auditing and this is what they did and this is what is unchangeable and as to how they arrived at the conclusions that they arrived at this is perhaps what is doubtful but like uh, this is the issue that needs to be addressed and this is where we begin to appeal to the media to act responsibly right. and uh, uh, desist from this mischievous and reckless uh, reportage that uh, dam- that has the potential to damage one of the most important uh, institutions in Thank this country. Thank you so much for your time Sandile Mamela Spokesperson for the South African Revenue Service says,